0: Hey everybody, this is Armando Torres and you're listening to the show before the show.
1: And I'm Paige Wesley.
0: And with us we have...
1: A Kim Kardashian flavored energy drink.
0: <laughs> That'll make sense in a shockingly small amount of time. Uh,
1: <laughs> I and- want to get her power. I need to have her essence. <laughs>
0: Oh, God. I want one that tastes like her father. Her father, but like specifically in the era that he was defending OJ, that probably tastes like cocaine sweats.
1: No, I was going to say that definitely tastes like Sylvie D. <laughs> Just because it's OJ.
0: Yep. That's very good. <laughs> um, hey, we've got a great show for you today. Uh, I want to give a quick, uh, let's say, content warning for murder. If that's not clear, lots of murder, lots mm-hmm. of murder. But then, real quick at the beginning of the episode, bugs. Uh, oh, bugs!
1: Yeah, yeah. Bugs.
0: If if bugs are a problem for you, please remember that I'm living in Texas and they're a problem for me, and I fucking hate it here. So, uh, and
1: remember that shrimps is bugs. The
0: shrimps is bugs. <sighs> Damn. Shrimps is bugs. Mm-hmm. Hey, if you want to help support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash cult podcast. Uh, also wanted to say, if you want to watch page live, you got two great opportunities coming up with our sister shows, horror Virgin. They're doing horror Virgin live at uh, the Burbank flappers on the 24th of September. Is that right?
1: Correct. Correct. You've got two weeks basically to get tickets a little less than two weeks. Yep. And there's still some available because they're moving chairs. <laughs>
0: you should hop on that. Uh, it's going to be such a fun time and you never want it like, I don't know, being around a bunch of people that are into the same shows you and getting to watch it live is such a fun experience and I never miss Horror Virgin Live when I'm in the same city as it
1: happens. <laughs> yes. It's, it's a blast. Too. And we, as much as we can, try to like hang out and say hi to everybody and stuff too. So Absolutely. If you've been meaning to try and ask Mikey out, that's your best shot. <laughs>
0: Uh, Paige is also roast battling, and uh, and Paige, I know that you know I love you, and I know that you're an amazing yes, roast battler, but course. the real headline for me is that Todd and Mikey are going to roast battle each other, too.
1: That's right, that's right. Uh, tickets to that, almost impossible to get, so, uh-huh. unfortunately. Uh, I would say shoot for the 24th where we still yeah. have some tickets available. And
0: uh, hey, if you want to listen to more fun, jokey, jokey, jokey stuff I do, go listen to the Rooster Teeth Podcast. You can find it anywhere you listen to podcasts or watch the full video versions for free on roosterteeth.com or youtube.com slash at Podcast. That is the at symbol Rooster Teeth Podcast. Uh, a lot of fun. And um, I think that's all of our plugs. So why don't we hop into this Kim Kardashian-flavored episode. Hello.
1: Hello! 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 these are our, our opinions. opinions. Thank you for tuning in to Cult Podcast. I'm Paige Wesley.
0: And I'm Armando Torres.
1: And with us, we have a timeline of murderous events.
0: Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Cool, 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 cool. Mm-hmm. You mean about the story, right? And not your plan to murder me?
1: What? <laughs> 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 yeah, no, about the story. <laughs>
0: um, yes, this is episode four. <laughs> So I, uh, I I was telling you right before we started recording that I had a uh, a little update for you mm-hmm. um, that I would like to share because at this point I would not um I would not be opposed to being murdered after receiving this email oh from God. my apartment building my apartment oh no. building uh they love to do this thing where every week they will send you an update on like things that are going on and sometimes it's cool stuff like um hey we're gonna be planting aloe vera in the in the clubhouse come through uh hey there's an ice cream truck that's gonna be here on friday come and get some ice cream when i worked
1: at a we work they used to do this but one time it was just there's bananas in the common room (laughs) (laughs) that's
0: uh i appreciate it that's not an update (laughs) I also love the idea that it's like, there's bananas. You can't eat them. Mike brought them for himself. (laughs) Uh, I got an update in this week's email that was, um, welcome to cricket season. No. Uh, (laughs) no. Blackfield crickets, which if you're unfamiliar, are crickets that to my eyes are about as big as fucking grasshoppers. They're fucking massive little beasts. Uh, they hatch in the spring and spend a few months maturing until the end of summer frenzy. Once late fall and summer arrive, it's egg-laying season. This is when we will begin to see them most prominently in swarms. Oh, I'm sorry. In massive swarms that will begin covering the buildings.
1: What? I hate your state.
0: This Why? sucks.
1: This fucking
0: sucks. No one told me. Okay. I knew about the fucking I human rights I warned you there violations. would be Bugs. Sure, sure. And I I knew about the human rights violations. I knew about the the lack of uh, protections for people that weren't straight white guys. Mm -hmm. Um, What no one told me was that every couple of months, the worst bugs would not only be present because I knew they would be present. I knew they would be here. I didn't know that they would act like fucking end times, uh, fucking book of revelations, mass swarms of shit. We had spiders fucking in the streets, and now we have swarms of giant grasshopper-sized crickets. I hate this. And here's the worst part. Is mm. that it? Specifies in the email that when they are born, they are small enough to slip through the cracks of most doorways and will try to get into places that are cooler than the outside. And Which then, is your
1: apartment? No!
0: And then they rapidly grow to the <gasps> size of
1: grasshoppers! I hate this so much.
0: <sighs> if it's any consolation, I'm suddenly starting to realize why so many Texans own guns. <laughs>
1: For the bugs. For the bugs. bugs. For the bugs. Or
0: in my case, when I'm trapped in my apartment doing an homage to the mist because all these bugs (laughs) are outside.
1: (laughs) One way or another, you're going to get that homage to the mist. (laughs) Oh,
0: man. Uh, Jesus. So anyway. Yeah. If you want to come murder me, just go for it at this point. I don't care. Dress
1: like a bug please don't
0: please don't oh god i hate this place
1: uh can i tell you so i'm i'm roast battling ryan nesson on september 19th and he sent me a video from woodland hills the other day where Mm -hmm. there was just a tarantula on a tennis court and i was like my guy what no (laughs) like why are we doing this because he also hates spiders so we were he was like this happened today when i was playing you know tennis at whatever famous person's house and I was like no
0: I think the default for most people is hating spiders and then sometimes you'd like true crime shows and horror movies enough that you convince yourselves that spiders are cute and then there's something wrong with you and I <laughs> and I, we can't be friends anymore
1: oof McGoof. Somebody also posted in one of the food groups I'm a part of on Facebook of, like, fried spiders, but it turned out it was just shrimp legs. But they did definitely look like spiders, and that was not good.
0: Yeah, I hate bugs so much I can't even eat shrimp with the head on, all right? Well, yeah, because shrimps that. is
1: bugs. Shrimps
0: is bugs, and every—anytime I order a lobster or a crab, it's a 50-50 crapshoot between me, my brain going, mm! Delicious meat. And that's a fucking cockroach that lives fucking on the sea. Giant floor.
1: Bug, sea that's a bugs. fucking scorpion.
0: It's a scorpion that lives underwater, you idiot.
1: Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Ugh. Anyway, let's get my brain off of these terrible bugs and into something more comfortable, like fucking murder. Let's apparently. talk
1: about murder. <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> what did you just crack open? Uh, this is a peach Alani New. OK, uh, they're delicious. I also Kim Kardashian has her own flavor and 7-Eleven had it. So I have it in the fridge for later tonight when I record Horror Virgin. It might be terrible. It might be great. Who knows? Uh, but no, we I'm- have
0: one. I need I need some very important specification. Is it a flavor that she picked out or is it Kim Kardashian flavored? The sparkling label beverage? does
1: not specify. Okay. It, it says Kim-Aid. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means. I don't it's... know if I don't know if it's like some sort of zero sugar lemonade bullshit that's pink or whatever because the can is pink. Or if it's going to be like, this is what my sweat tastes like. This is what it would taste like if you lick to the underside of one of my tits. Like, I don't know if that's what it is or not, but I'm going to taste test it to find out. So you don't have to. That's right,
0: folks. Get Kimmy milk available at all 7-Elevens.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's just a pink can that says Kim Aid, but it's the same <sighs> company that makes this delicious peach. See, so here's the thing. We've discussed this on Horror Virgin, so if you listen to Horror Virgin, I'm sorry you're hearing this again. Uh, Alani New, maker of energy drinks, is too good at flavors? Mm -hmm. Too good. Where Todd and I have a favorite, and it's the flavor of melted red Slurpee. What? And it's exact, man. It's exact. This peach one, fucking delicious. They did one last Halloween that tasted like caramel apple pops, and it was like being punched in the fucking face with a caramel apple pop uh and they did a rocket pop one this summer all delicious delicious so every time there's a new flavor i always try it because it's almost always delicious and apparently i'm gonna now find out what kim kardashian tastes like and i trust them to get it right i'm sure it's gonna be
0: delicious but i think you and i are different in that i prefer sparkling water i prefer topo chico lime because it's like, um, hey, what if the ghost of a lime was stabbing you in the throat as it went down?
1: <laughs> just whispering like, you're dead, mofo. Just as it like.
0: Yeah, as it fucking strut throats the inside of your throat with every single sip.
1: That's Jake's Jake's uh, pre- preference. Although he likes just plain sparkle water, but like as harsh as you can get it. Where he's like, no, give me that mineral Agua bullshit. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> give me the hard shit.
0: Topo Chico Um, is the most publicly available, widely available, stabbiest uh, uh, Mm -hmm. seltzer water you can get. Seltzer water? Sparkling water.
1: Sparkling water. Yeah.
0: Uh, I swear by it. And I think anyone who drinks the unflavored one that's just water that hurts, I think you're a lunatic. So-
1: Does this mean you're gonna stop trying to steal my husband from me?
0: Um, it it decreases him by a few points, but he's still uh twelve out of ten. So Great, great. <laughs> I'm gunned for his ass.
1: He I got up this morning and I was going through the outline for today and he was like he like came up to my office door, and he was like, Come out to the porch and I was like, What? And he had started to decorate for Halloween already. So he's like, A plus, 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 plus. Yeah,
0: yeah, a I plus, get it. You have a good husband. Yes, but I'm gonna I'm gonna get him. I'm gonna get him.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna get him.
0: I'm one outfit away from being so sexy he can't
1: deny me. <laughs> I spent most of yesterday morning quizzing him on what dudes he would make out with, mm-hmm. <laughs> like celebrity wise, and I was like Kurt Russell, and I was like for the legacy. <laughs> like, yeah, it was a hot mess. It was crazy.
0: Kurt Russell would be hard because I I I think depending on which era of kurt russell that would just be jake kissing jake that was
1: his comment he was like it feels too much like inception but i would make out with wyatt russell his son and i was like okay
0: (laughs) (laughs) all right fair enough all right
1: fair enough (laughs) okay (laughs) let's
0: let's get into some sources i'm sorry because i can talk about stabby water and kurt russell forever
1: (laughs) forever Uh, Okay, so we'll get into some sources. So we again have the uh, Sins of the Mother documentary on Netflix for Colby's point of view. And one of our biggest sources this week is going to be the Lori Vallow case summary and timeline of the case from The Independent. Um, If you Google those, those are some of the best sources on like dates and times for when things happen. We are going to primarily go through that timeline but add in the information that we have from kind of the earlier episodes, as well as how those pieces of timeline relate to each other. And then finally, we have an article on Narcan uh, from (laughs) Karen.org, C-A-R-O-N.org. What it does and how it works Uh, that will, you know, you'll know (laughs) when we bring up Narcan, obviously, but uh, I just had some questions and so I've, I've got that article if you're curious. So also um, from I think it was last week, I accidentally referred to Kay, who is JJ's grandmother, as Charles's mother. But it's actually Charles's sister. Sorry, this is a complicated family ass tree. Um, anyway, I know we got it right in the very first episode. I think I just misspoke in the last one. but
0: Okay, um, you, I need you to be absolutely crystal clear with me here. You mean that you accidentally called him, called her his mother and not that it's his sister grandmother, right?
1: Right, right, right. So it's JJ's grandmother. JJ Uh is adopted by Charles, Uh right? But JJ's biological parents had substance abuse issues we talked about in the first episode. Uh And he was in the care of Kay, his grandmother, who is Charles's sister. Yeah, again, complicated family trees, but yeah. It makes
0: sense. I just needed to make sure that somebody wasn't their sister and their grandmother. That's what was hurting my brain. They are Mormons. (laughs) (laughs) Careful. (laughs) I'm sorry, I'm sorry.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I want to do Warren Jeff soon, and you're welcome. Uh, (laughs) You think this family tree is bad? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, I also, there's a part of me that like, I just finished watching that telemarketers documentary and I'm like, this is not a cult, but I just want to talk about it forever.
0: That's what I'm saying. That's how I felt the first time I watched it. That first episode, I was like, we got to talk about this just simply if only because I love MLMs and, uh, scams so very much.
1: So much. And just, I want to shout the praises of Patrick J. Pespas from the rooftops yeah forever.
0: telemarketing legend legend
1: <laughs> patrick j pespes uh, straight g uh anyway recap of what has happened so far last week specifically we went over chad daybell and lori Vallow's kind of meeting and their shared belief slash delusion around zombies um if you didn't listen to last week They believed that people would become possessed by demons and that demons would then control their body, rendering them basically zombies where you then have to kill their body. So like in real life. And they assigned a rating system to them, much like the bridge in Scientology, or I guess not the bridge, but the tone scale in Scientology, where people are tone 40 etc and they had rated Tylee a 4.1 which was like super demon it's one of the highest ratings they had on that scale and we found out about that scale because Colby's wife read through the emails that Charles sent before his death I know that's a lot of information that's why there's four episodes on this yeah Uh, We also last week covered all of the suspicious adult deaths in this case. We're going to talk about a lot of them again this week as we go through the timeline because there's a lot of overlap. And we basically talked about the deaths as they happen. As the timeline of the case moves forward, a lot of those deaths will be reexamined and reinvestigated. And we'll talk about it in this episode. So by the point that we stopped last week, the children were already missing and had been missing for weeks. So we're going to backtrack a little bit. And kind of touch on where we were last week, but also what's happening to the kids around that time. So, if you remember from last week, in September of 2019, Lori Vallow moves herself, JJ, and Tylee, along with Alex Cox, her brother, to Rexburg, Idaho, where Chad Daybell lives. Now, the only information she gave her family is that she needed to move her kids somewhere cold to be safe. Uh, Her son, Colby, describes her around this point as paranoid uh, and he was not able to get like an address or information about where they were going. Uh, She was not giving that information to her mother, although her mother does not seem to have asked. Allegedly, her mother was just like, of course, somewhere cold. (laughs) Uh, Colby was the one that's like, but where, though? (laughs) Um, And Colby specifically connects with Tylee, who doesn't seem to want to go, uh, and is trying to stay in contact with Tylee as much as possible to make sure that he knows where they're going and why. Uh, But at this point, he is still in contact with Tylee. Now, on September 8th of 2019, there is photo evidence of Lori Vallow, Alex Cox, JJ, and Tylee visiting Yellowstone National Park. Presumably, this is on their way to Idaho, Um, But because there's photographic evidence of all of them, this actually marks the last official, quote, signs of life for Tylee. There is nothing after this point to definitively prove that Tylee is alive. In fact, there are a number of things that happen the next day that suggest that Tylee is killed either that night or the next day. So the next day, September 9th, 2019. Alex Cox's cell phone data, which again, if you're like me and you're an, a true crime nerd, you know that cell phone data in a vacuum by itself cannot be considered definitive evidence. It's just not reliable enough. It's gotten considerably better now that cell phones have GPS, um, but it's still not 100%. But- that But
0: that is what I keep telling people all the time constantly, is that if you are a true crime nerd, then you know... That my cell phone showing me advertisements for big booty shorts is just a coincidence. It's just
1: a coincidence. Look, I know, I know, I look like I might constantly want advertisements for cheese, uh. But like, that's just you can't prove it was me. You can't prove it was me with four bags of grated cheese in the Aldi parking lot. You can't prove it.
0: I think you might be confused what I mean by advertisements for big booty shorts. I mean that Amazon is advertising to me shorts with pads on them that make it Wait, look what? like you have a big butt. <laughs> and I think they might be advertising to maybe the worst people. <laughs> I, uh, having a I have- fat ass has not been one of my problems ever.
1: I'll do you one better, TikTok. First of all, the ads on TikTok have gotten insane. It's like every third video now, but TikTok is convinced that I am a boyfriend with a sad girlfriend who wants the shark blanket, (laughs) and it will not stop telling. And I'm like, no, 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 I am the woman who wants the shark blanket. Like, but it keeps being like, is your girlfriend sad? I'm like, no, I'm sad. Like, give me the fucking shark blanket. Girlfriend nuts, girl
0: sad. Girl sad. Girl sad.
1: Girl Girl doesn't want to have to question whether or not this shark can fit a plus size person, but she does think about it.
0: I know, I know, I know how this is going to sound because of the way that the bit started, but I need you to understand that I am sharing this with you as a factual statement. A while back, I started getting advertisements, uh, for massage parlors on TikTok, that that were clearly based around. um, If you come here, you will get jerked off. That's kind of
1: what (laughs) I need you to send me one now. I'm so curious. I
0: have a bunch of them saved. I will. uh, I'll send one to you here now, as I'm telling you this. Um, And I thought I saw them and was like, what the fuck? And, so I started, like, saving them when I would see them. And I started, like, trying to go to the links that they had. And I realized... Sure, for
1: science. Yes. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: Again, I need you to remember what I was saying. Uh No, so I, I started going to the links trying to figure out, like, what the fuck are these places and how much do they charge? And um, it's very clear that it's basically...
1: A sting operation?
0: No, it's like sign up for this service oh, to get access okay. to where these places are. And it's like, oh, this is a credit card scam. That's what it is.
1: Got it. Okay. okay.
0: Um, but because I interacted with so many of them, every ad that I get on TikTok now <laughs> is for Uber Eats and hey, do you want to get jerked <laughs> off
1: real quick? Plus, Boober Eats. We bring you food and then we jerk you off. <laughs> Perfect I, business plan.
0: I uh the first couple here. I'm sending you a couple that you can look at. The first two okay. that I saw were um they were they were
1: marketed as migraine uh relief. That's wild because all the migraine relief ads I get are about getting more ear piercings, and I'm like, should I get more ear piercings? <laughs> <laughs> Did you send them via TikTok?
0: <laughs> I sent them on. I just sent them through text. That might take them oh, okay. a second. Oh, there we go. There. Okay. Uh, but yeah, there's two. There's those are two of them that I have. Uh, that I had saved. Oh, one of Ooh. them is for depression, which I think is really.
1: Funny. <laughs> yeah, I'm watching that one right now. Yeah, the oh. cure
0: for depression is getting your head rubbed by a big titty with lady with her
1: titties like up on your neck. Oh what? yeah. What? What? Massage hub time? What? What? Yeah. Yeah, the guy, oh, oh there's a straight up, there was a dick in that one. Did you see it? I see an arrow at where a dick would be. Okay, it's
0: before the arrow. It's when it first, when the video first starts, they bend okay. over, and then there's his boner.
1: Okay, I I didn't see a boner, but hold on, I'm going to try and watch this again. So <laughs> this is like you and Oppenheimer.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, trying to see Cillian <laughs>
1: okay 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 oh oh no that's a foot dude that That might be that might be the foot that might be the foot but i (laughs) you can see where i
0: bring out there anyway i uh i have become obsessed with these because i think (laughs) that they're so funny because i know that they're doing it because it works and i yeah of course i think it's so funny that somebody could get scammed Trying to get a hand job, which is arguably the worst way to come possible. (laughs) I think in my mind, I think jerking off is a better result than having somebody else do it.
1: I don't have a penis, so I wouldn't know. I would have to defer to your expertise there. That is true. I I am an expert in sad
0: ways to come. That is (laughs) absolutely true. This is Um, just...
1: God, this is reminding me of something else that TikTok realized about me because, like, when we did 7M, uh, the dance cult, we did a ton of TikTok research, right? Uh, and so now TikTok just keeps showing me videos of Concrete as one of Beyonce's backup dancers for the Renaissance Tour. And all I, I'm just like, good for him. Good for him.
0: (laughs) Anyway, I'm sorry to detract so much, but... uh, No.
1: All this to say, cell phone data, not always accurate.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I guess that's really what I want everyone to know, is that I'm not trying to get jerked off. I'm trying to see who is.
1: Who is. So in in this case, there's a lot of use of cell phone data to try and determine where Alex Cox is. And Mm -hmm. we'll talk about it a little bit in this episode, because Alex Cox seems to over the next three months, constantly be driving to different places. And I'll touch on it just a little bit later um, because there's a couple dates where it's literally like days apart that he is in multiple different places. But cell phone data allegedly places Alex Cox in Chad Daybell's yard for at least two hours the morning of September 9th, 2019. Um, Now, that same day, Chad Daybell texts his wife, Tammy, to say that he has shot a raccoon and buried it in the pet cemetery on their property. Now, no! I know! Do you want it to come back? What's wrong with you? It comes back, but it doesn't come back right! It doesn't it's come wrong. back the same. Uh, uh. They, Yeah, the fact that they have a pet cemetery on their lawn, I was like, I didn't know Mormons believed in reincarnation. <laughs> Uh, but apparently they do. Uh, so, but that's going to be important because ultimately that pet cemetery is where they're going to find remains later. We'll cover that in just a bit. Uh, but so he's saying it's a raccoon. But there's some important things to note here. First and foremost, Lori and the gang, including Alex, have reached Idaho at this point mm-hmm. where Chad Daybell lives. They are in contact Alex is around Charles's ho- or uh, Chad's house allegedly. Uh, Lori and Alex and the kids, or potentially just JJ at this point, are likely living at the apartment building where the welfare check happens that we talked about last week. But also, Tammy is still alive, Chad's wife, Tammy. This is this is an important detail because in short order, it's about to not be the case. But so the last time. Tylie is seen alive is on their way to idaho and then it's believed that this day september 9th 2019 she was killed and buried on chad's property a week later jj is last seen alive he attends his elementary school in the morning and then he's seen at Lori vallow's apartment that night by her friends melanie gibb and david warwick who were staying with her that weekend those friends say they saw Alex Cox carry JJ into the apartment the very next morning, which is September 23rd, 2019. Lori tells Melanie and David that JJ had to be quote taken away because he was being a zombie. According to cell phone data, again, allegedly Alex Cox is in Chad's backyard. Again, Lori also calls JJ's school to say that he will no longer be attending and that she will homeschool him instead. Now, I got to pause and talk about this because we've talked about Melanie Gibb last week where when the welfare check happens in November and we will get to it here too, Lori says that Melanie Gibb has her kids and Lori then says to the police, I don't fucking have these kids. Why would you ever say this? But this places Lori in Idaho when Tylee has already been killed and JJ is killed that next day and Melanie don't tell fucking nobody, it would seem allegedly and again this is speculation zone i this is my opinion but i'm like did she not question where the teenage daughter was who is clearly gone at this point does she not question what Lori means by saying being a zombie because we fucking know what Lori means she had been talking about it for a while and melanie doesn't say shit until two months later when the police ask and then she's like just tell me the kids are safe girl you know those kids ain't safe what are you doing what's happening here what are you ignoring (laughs) it it, it,
0: i i don't know how to explain this right but it's hard for my brain to accept that level of ignorance if that makes sense to the point to the point where like in my head i'm like that seems suspicious and there's a chance that's just completely somebody being like fumbling the ball and being ignorant, not putting the dots together. Sure. But like, that seems like a lot of dots to not connect.
1: And, and here's the thing I am. I would call myself overly suspicious for sure. I, I get that. I am constantly like, what are people up to? But, and and I could understand her being like, Oh, Tylee's at a friend's house for a Mm -hmm. week or something like that. Where, or Tylee's somewhere. She's back in Arizona. Like, Whatever. I could understand her somehow explaining away that Tylee was maybe not there because Tylee is older. She's like 17 at this point. Sure, sure. So maybe she's somewhere. I kind of get that. But then to have JJ be taken away and gone and for her to say it was because he was being a zombie. You know what that fucking means. She's been saying that shit for a long time. That's not her being like, oh, JJ went to go spend the night at a friend's house. No, this is her practically admitting that JJ is dead Yep. at this point. And
0: that's what I mean is that you're missing so many dots that at this point, it's just a fucking Monet painting, baby. It's the full <laughs> picture laid out. You don't I have to do I think you mean a George
1: Surratt painting, but uh, I, whatever. The, it, it holds, sure. Pointillism
0: is pointillism, baby. I don't give a shit. <laughs>
1: Uh, But so this is something that like as I was pulling through the timeline really frustrated me because I feel like a number of times in this case there have been multiple people who have been like this did seem weird at the time but I didn't say anything and I'm like that's not just weird that's a red ass flag Mm -hmm. that's a giant red banner and you didn't say anything and it just compounds where like Lori has had erratic behavior for years at this point Lori has expressed Uh, both a delusion that her children and other people around her are zombies or possessed by the devil and no one is intervening or doing anything except Charles, who then winds up dead. Like, she has expressed all of these concerns. Colby is concerned and is trying to reach out to Tylee. Like, all of these things that should be, like, a huge red flag that you should be raising concerns about and people are like, yeah, so I just went home and you're like, what is happening? <laughs> what yeah. now? Here's the thing. Here's the sad part of this. They couldn't have done anything because at that point, JJ's already dead, I mm-hmm. would say. And Tylee's been dead for a week and there was no way for them to know if if Lori was truly lying unless she was saying what was up. But at least they might have found the bodies faster. Like, I don't know. It's But this really stuck with me that I was like, you didn't. Like you said something when the police came to ask you two months later, but you didn't say anything about this. You weren't concerned about this. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, so this is like the like second to the last week of September that that's happening. But meanwhile, back in Arizona on October 2nd, Brandon Boudreau, who is the ex-husband of Lori's niece, Melanie Palowski, um, is shot at they miss him. In a drive-by shooting in Arizona, but he escapes unscathed. Now, the assailant is driving Charles Vallow's car. Charles has been dead since July. So there's only a handful of people that have access to that car, one of whom is Alex, the other is Lori, and potentially Melanie, although less likely Melanie. But this presents a bit of a problem because we know that Alex does end up back down south away from Idaho a couple different times. Eventually, he ends up in Las Vegas with Zulema Pastenes, but that's not till later. Um, He's also suspected of facilitating the death of Tammy Daybell, which happens back in Idaho only a few days later. So his first attempt on Tammy is October 9th. So October 2nd to October 9th, um, he is either constantly driving back and forth from Arizona to Idaho or there's someone else in the mix. Uh, At the time of the welfare check, uh, Lori's niece, uh, Melanie, is in Idaho, so she also would have had to have driven back and forth. Uh, I mapped it out to see how long of a drive that would be. Chandler, Arizona to Rexburg, Idaho is a 13 to 14 hour drive with no traffic, uh, roughly the same distance from Los Angeles to Portland, so it is doable in a day. That's just a lot of driving. Yeah,
0: it's not. Yeah, it's that that drive from from Los Angeles to Portland ends up being 16 to 18 hours with uh, accounting for stops, traffic traffic and everything. Mm -hmm. Um, This is please correct me if I'm wrong. Sure. Is this the second time that a drive-by shooting has been attempted on somebody on behalf no this is
1: the same guy we talked about it last week okay we're just placing it in the timeline here there's only one drive-by in the story okay (laughs) but this is the one it's
0: fucking weird to have any drive-bys it's such a weird (laughs) it's such a weird inconsistent murder attempt even whenever we've talked about drive-bys with gangs where we're like yeah it's kind of the worst way to try to murder somebody
1: yeah i it's I mean, I don't know. I've been watching a lot of Power on Stars uh, recently, and it seems very effective on that show. But I think uh, in real life, not quite as effective.
0: Yeah, no, it's not. It's usually, uh, I don't know. I would say, in my experience <laughs> through my life, a drive-by shooting has, and that I have not committed, I got to be really clear about that. <laughs> I'm talking about like hearing about them or uh, <laughs> being in the house. When It happens, it's usually like an intimidation thing where they just shoot at your grandmother's house to be like, Don't right. oh,
1: come to this part of the town, right?
0: Um, god, I or just... at least
1: lean out and shoot until they know it's finished because the only person that could identify them should be dead at that point, yeah, 100%, <laughs> right?
0: Yeah, it's I so, don't know, just such a strange method to choose.
1: The way this drive by goes down is Charles Vallow's car pulls up, and then a gun peeks out of the window that's just cracked (laughs) fires a couple rounds and then drives off and literally Brandon boudreau is standing there like almost gets hit but is standing there long enough to identify the car and to see that there's a gun and duck and he's just kind of like what the did that did that hit my car? Like it's just like what the fuck happened? Like what I am I'm, sure, I'm sure it's a
0: terrifying moment and I don't wish it on anybody, but I do think it's probably really funny because knowing these people, they probably went Bzzz, to roll the window down yes. and then up a little bit Bzzz, dzz, <laughs> bzz, 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 bzz. and then the gun just like trying to get through the crack in the window.
1: Yeah. Ricky! Yeah, like <laughs> <laughs> oh my god jesus (laughs) um so so that happens october 2nd (laughs) brandon boudreau immediately calls the police Uh and is just like spoiler i think it's these crazy people i'm related to by marriage (laughs) like i think that's who it is so police already start investigating um like immediately. Oh, um, I
0: I'm laughing at like I think it's these crazy people I married to by marriage makes me think that the next conversation is like, "All right, honey, I love you, but we're spending Thanksgiving with my family." All right? Because <laughs> right? <laughs> they have they have tried to drive by shoot me zero times.
1: I mean, last I'm Thanksgiving sorry. they just rolled up and rolled the window down a little bit and shoved a turkey out of it <laughs> and drove away. <laughs> I don't trust him anymore.
0: I have mashed potatoes on the exhaust pipe of my car. We are not <laughs> going to see your family this year.
1: Anyway, so I from what I can surmise and again no one can prove this cuz Alex is dead and mm-hmm. but it seems speculation zone that he may have attempted this drive by and then just immediately drove back to Idaho because <laughs> October 9th, just a few days later, Tammy Daybell, Chad's wife, is attacked with a paintball gun, or at least Chad tells her it's a paintball gun. I'm pretty sure it was a real gun that Uh he missed, and then they told her it was a paintball gun. Um, But regardless, 10 days later, she is dead in her sleep of air quotes natural causes. I say air quotes because they're definitely going to reopen that case. Mm -hmm. And at this point, Tammy is has been attacked once she dies in her sleep by that point the kids have been missing for three weeks and and I would say uh, there's a lot of evidence to suggest dead for three weeks just gone Colby this whole time has been trying to contact Tylee and for a while he's getting texts back that just don't sound like Tylee it's believed that Lori had the phone at that point Um, or Alex or somebody, but eventually that phone just gets shut off and he can't contact highly at all. Um, and at that point he, along with Kay, Charles's sister, who's trying to get in touch with JJ, her grandchild, they start talking to authorities about what their options are. And this is late October. So. I like that
0: there there are a lot of valid reasons to get the authorities involved almost immediately but the the like the straw that broke the camel's back was this 17-year-old isn't on her phone anymore like, <laughs> in what is, world <laughs> something is definitely wrong it's yeah. that's I'm glad that they're taking the steps to do it but it's that is a little funny to me
1: well, and I think part of it also was that that was their only connection to even understand where they were. And sure. it's like, now that we don't have that, we gotta do something. Absolutely. So, two weeks after Tammy's death, uh, basically, as soon as it's ruled natural causes and as soon as they get the insurance money from Tammy's death, about $400,000. God I think it was $435,000, yeah. uh, damn. Lori and Chad elope to Kauai November 5th. Now... Kauai is like her favorite special place. Um, but it is where she decided that Charles wasn't her spiritual equal. So like there there's a spiritual aspect to it, but they elope. They get married on the beach in Kauai November 5th, and they only stay a few days before returning home to Idaho. They do not tell anyone about this. Uh probably because it's super suspicious, but here's what's extra weird to me, right? Um literally days after they get back, officers perform the wellness check called in by Kay uh, in in late November in Idaho, where they're all kind of in that same apartment building and they're trying to find the kids. And this is where she says the kids are in Arizona. They talk to Melanie Gibb, etc. But during this process, they don't even really disclose to the officers doing the wellness check that they are married. Now, I have watched way too much power in the last few days. (laughs) And I think it's very strange that they did not disclose that. I think because they thought it would be suspicious, which it 100% is, because like the nails aren't even fully hammered into Tammy's coffin and they're married. Um, But if there's one thing I've learned from watching a show about drug dealers, it's that spousal privilege can be a powerful tool in your arsenal if you and your spouse commit crimes together. Um, But they don't bring it up, really. Um, In fact, it takes an article being published by a local Idaho newspaper like magazine kind of thing where they found the marriage certificate. And that's how most of the family and everyone finds out that they got married November 5th. Um, but following that welfare check, all the other adults get married. I, yes? I'm
0: sorry. I, uh, I knew that power was familiar to me and it's because of the, I found out about a thing called the power universe that
1: I oh, just I'm, I'm too into it. I'm about to like, so I finished the original six seasons. I don't think I'm going to watch all the spinoffs. Uh, there's like one or two that I might watch. Um, There's one that just now has new episodes. And so I'll be digging into that. But
0: in case you're wondering what I'm talking about, uh, the power universe is power, power, book two, ghost, power, book three, raising uh and then power book Four force which it, regrettably is not spelled f-o-u-r-c-e which it, no,
1: should, be. Fuck, it should be that's <laughs> the one that i'm gonna watch next i think is force
0: that's the one that i've seen tiktoks for and it looks good and then there's also kanan uh k-a-n-a-n or Kanan. that's
1: that's it's kanan it's 50 cents character because 50 yep. cent is both an executive producer and one of the main characters on this show
0: and one of two creators of the show
1: That's correct. That is, it is correct.
0: <laughs> it is a true a, a, a television crime drama series created by in half of the creative team it's Curtis 50 Cent Jackson.
1: And he does the theme song and it fucking slaps. Um but and he's like a main character but also you can clearly tell that like there's dissension among the writers where like the writers of the TV show are like, we're trying to make a good TV show. And, and 50 cent is like, here are the stories I think are important. And they're like, yeah, I guess we got to incorporate that shit because there's like, his character has like a wild arc that makes no sense. And then they like focus on like his relationship with another character's like son as kind of like a surrogate kid. And that's one of the spinoffs. And I'm like, I couldn't be less interested in that, but okay. And then uh, there was like a creative differences breakup, I think, before they did Force, which is the one I actually want to watch. So I don't know, I don't know. It's a whole lot, but I've been fucking loving it. If you watch it, it's like True Blood levels of sex, but also Breaking Bad.
0: <laughs> yeah, I again, I've seen clips of it on TikTok that have made me want to see it. The thing that threw me off was learning that it was created in part by Fifty Cent who previously wrote one of my favorite things on the internet. Uh, and I quote, I can't believe my grandmother's making me take out the garbage. I'm rich. Fuck this. I'm going home. I don't need this shit.
1: <laughs> he also, also the creator of vitamin water. Cent yeah. has brought a lot of great things into our lives. I don't know if you know.
0: <laughs> I've said it before and I'll say it again. I think 50 Cent might be one of the greatest capitalists to ever have lived because... <laughs> <laughs> Almost never do you get shot eight times and then go on to become a multi-successful business A uh, multi-hyphenate. Yeah. yeah. Vitamin I, water. I, uh, vitamin water. Uh, when he did the Super power. Bowl two
1: years ago and he like started upside down and people were, like, he's out of breath. I was like, homie's been shot like half a dozen times and he's <laughs> hanging upside down. You're lucky he's conscious. Like, what?
0: Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I am... Almost a little bit sure that 50 Cent might be close to actually being 50.
1: He is. He absolutely is. And and the craziest thing is on power, he's basically, I think, playing himself.
0: Yeah, 50 Cent is 48, all right? (laughs) Fuck you. (laughs) Okay. A forty-eight-year-old man hung upside down like a gangster vampire, while yeah. Snoop Dogg was just walking around talking about being a crip. And yeah, you,
1: yeah. You, yeah he's a little out of breath. So sure. what? I would be. I like. Although, do you know how long he had to hang upside down? How much blood is rushing to your head? Anyway, all I'm saying is, on power uh. spousal privilege is like a, a chess piece that they play with all the time to be like, well, his wife was cleaning the money, but they can't, you know they can't testify against each other. So it's like a whole thing. Yeah. I'm just saying, if you have that in your arsenal, you know, but they don't talk about it. Um, But that is probably why everyone got married. If you think about it, because everyone suddenly gets married and Chad's like, Hey, we all have to get married because spiritual marriage, you're sealed in the end. And it could just be their weird religious beliefs, or it could be them being like, if none of us can testify against each other, then Then they'll have
0: no witnesses. I saw it on an episode of Arrested Development.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I've been watching this show called Power, and I feel like... (laughs) I just need someone I can talk to about Power, because I feel like I watch a cool TV show, and then no one else watches it, and I have no one to talk to about it ever. All the time.
0: To to be fair, Power is the number one TV show that people skip past on a Delta flight. So...
1: (laughs) (laughs) it happened. Look, it happened with reservation dogs. It oh. happened with blind spotting. And now it's happening with power.
0: Okay. Blind spotting is a show I'm actually going to watch, but reservation Please dogs is a do. fucking awesome show.
1: So good. So good. It makes me cry really hard, but I love it so much. Yeah. Um, yeah. When they went to LA in this past season and met Kevin, wild. I
0: haven't seen it up. I, I'm not caught up yet, and I'm just remembering oh, okay. that I have to I watch
1: it. It's the very first episode. I didn't read really It's watch. not a
0: spoiler, and I don't care. Yeah, but, uh, It's not a yeah. spoiler
1: that they met our LA Jesus, Kevin. <laughs> Okay, so they're all getting
0: married. Shouts, out, all to getting Power. Married. shouts, shouts out, out to Power. Shouts out to Power.
1: Shouts out to Power. Fifty Cent Stars Programming. Shouts out. i
0: I'm. I'm. I'm I, this is the last joke I'll make about it, but I'm pretty sure that your theory that they're watching Power does make sense with how often they get married <laughs> and how many drive-by shootings.
1: <laughs> right. Right. But I also don't feel like they would pay for premium cable because I feel like that would be True. of the devil. Right. True.
0: Yeah. Damn. That's smart. Yeah.
1: That is smart. Anyway, Alex goes to Las Vegas, and that's where he marries Zulema Pastenes because she refused to move to Idaho, which probably saved her life, to be honest with you. This is also where we get that weird story from last week where he gives her that weird massage and was maybe supposed to kill her, but instead is like, here's a bunch of money. If anything happens to me, fucking run. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. I've been watching a ton of power and you need to fucking (laughs) run 50 cents going to get you. Uh, Anyway, uh, Alex finds out that they're going to exhume Tammy Daybell's body uh, and dies of natural causes. Now, allegedly it's blood clots in the lungs. Um, However, they exhume they they reopen his uh, investigation as well later on, uh, and they do find Narcan in his system, um, which is not exactly something you would do recreationally, right? And they don't necessarily find other drugs in his system, just Narcan. So I then asked the question: Does Narcan hurt you if you take it when you're sober? Um, and according to the National Institute on Drug Abuse, uh, naloxone, a.k.a. Narcan will not harm you if you have not ingested opioids. Uh, You will be okay. So if you suspect an opioid overdose, don't hesitate. Always administer Narcan. It will always help people. And it most likely would not kill you. So the question at this point, they don't fully know how Alex died. Like, it could be natural causes. Maybe the stress of thinking that they were onto him for Tammy's murder. Maybe that caused some of that blood clot or blood pressure or something and contributed to his death, but they definitively can't argue that someone murdered him. Right. It's one of those things that they're like, we think it happened, but we can't prove it. So it doesn't factor into a lot of the trials later. His death doesn't, but a lot of the other deaths will now, right after his death, only a couple weeks later, And right after the article that comes out revealing that Chad and Lori have been married for a few weeks now, on January 3rd, they conduct a search on Chad Daybell's property. But at this point, he and Lori are fucking gone and there's no bodies for the kids yet. And everyone has reported them missing, but they're not yet looking for dead bodies. There's been a lot of like, maybe the kids are in Arizona. Maybe the kids are with them. Maybe the kids are wherever and they don't know. So this initial search is just kind of a cursory search. So they're looking through the house for evidence, they're trying to find out where the kids are, but that's about all that happens. Uh, January 25th, so later that month, Lori and Chad get caught in Kauai because they went back there. (laughs) Um, Lori is given a week to disclose where the children are, present the children in person, or present proof of their life or location.
0: Do you mean given a week while she's in custody? or While,
1: while she's in Kauai. She's not in custody yet. Sure. So there's a, a essentially a court order from Idaho uh-huh. that they're trying to enforce. That okay. she has until a certain point, at like day and time, to present proof of life for these kids and if she doesn't she's going into custody
0: okay so she's okay all right i guess my question was more if she's not being detained in kawaii they're telling her come the fuck home come home come home and show us that your children are alive and that you're not a horrible monster
1: right or you can stay in Kauai if you can prove from kawaii that they are alive sure yeah we're not taking you into custody but you're not allowed to leave like, you don't go anywhere, basically. Mm-hmm. You're not in handcuffs, but don't leave. Um, She does not. Uh, now, this is a kind of a unique part of the story because Chad, at this point, has not been charged with any crimes yet because they're still investigating Tammy. They've reopened Tammy, but the investigation is ongoing. They're not Chad's kids, and they don't have any bodies yet. So at this point, Lori is charged with child desertion And a few other things and is arrested in February, February 21st in Hawaii and held on a five million dollar bond and then extradited back to Idaho. And it doesn't go smoothly. In addition to that child desertion charge, she is also arrested on resisting officers, criminal solicitation to commit a crime and contempt of court. Now, the most important of those crimes that I have just listed is criminal solicitation. This is the police trying to build a case that Alex is responsible for Tammy Charles and potentially the drive-by on Brandon Boudreaux's house, but also to try and prove that Lori was using him as a paid assassin, Mm -hmm. but because they don't have the bodies of the children yet, they can't include them in that list, but that's what they're building toward. That's why they're kind of establishing that charge early at this point. Chad Daybell free as a bird but refuses to answer any questions about where the children are. Lori also refuses to answer questions. Uh, In June of 2020, after an exhaustive search through social media, emails, text messages, cell phone data, they execute an additional search on Chad Daybell's property, this time digging up his entire backyard. Um, So, And also there's been no proof of life on those kids. So they're like, we're looking for bodies at this point. Uh, They dig it up, and they find both J.J. and Tylee's bodies on Chad's property, which makes Chad an accessory at minimum. So J.J.'s body is found in a black plastic bag wrapped in duct tape near a tree with a piece of wood paneling over it. Uh, So it seems like they almost kind of marked that grave. Um, Tylee, on the other hand, she's found in the pet cemetery where she had been dismembered and burned according to court documents. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Sorry. I, uh, not at all audibly, but very clearly made a face of disgust and, and horror. At it's that. brutal. That's it's fucking brutal. awful.
1: It is awful. It is awful. Um, it's, it's bad. I mean, like it's bad enough that they're putting her in the pet cemetery to begin with. Cause again, they don't come back the same, but second, like, It is clear that there's a difference between the burial of the two, but it's still bad. And, like, again, they've probably been dead since September, and Lori and Chad have been carrying on like nothing is wrong. Same with Alex, too, who undoubtedly knew that those kids were dead. Yeah. So it's it's just bad all around. So almost a full year later, in May of 2021, Chad and Lori are both charged with first-degree murder in the cases of Tylee and JJ and conspiracy to commit murder in the case of Tammy. And then for Chad, he also gets a first-degree murder charge in the death of Tammy. They can't prove that they all conspired to kill Alex. It's assumed but not provable, so it can't be included in the charges, although it is brought up at court a handful of times where it's implied that they probably killed Alex as well, somehow, somehow. But we don't really know how. A month later, in June, an additional charge of conspiracy is added to Lori's charges for the death of Charles Vallow, um, essentially implying that she hired Alex to specifically kill Charles, and then they made it look like self-defense. Now, three months after these charges are levied, uh, Idaho, the state, determines that they want to seek the death penalty— and Lori is subjected to a mental health competency hearing, which this is something we've debated for four episodes now of like, this is a woman who clearly has mental health problems. <laughs> like it is not going great. Um, but the capacity to stand trial and assist in your own defense and having potentially a, a mental health issue are not mutually exclusive. So, competency hearings are kind of a difficult, questionable part of our legal system, right? Where I think there's a lot of evidence to suggest that Lori is living in a very delusional world. Full stop. That doesn't make what she did okay. But I do think you have to acknowledge that she is not of her right mind. Um, that said, Not being of your right mind is not the legal proof whether or not you can stand trial. It's the capacity to understand right and wrong. And so it's the question of does Lori understand that killing her children would have been wrong? Uh, And they argue that she does and therefore can stand trial and assist in her own defense. However, at the hearing... So they they decide that she is competent to stand trial at the very next hearing which is her arraignment she refuses to enter a plea prompting the judge to enter a plea of not guilty on her behalf and i mean like refuses to enter a plea so like, that
0: do, do you mean like um like refuses to speak or keeps insisting like no
1: yeah keeps insisting no oh okay uh, wow yeah <laughs> yes Jesus. which to me is like that's it's an interesting thing to compare because these hearings are only like days apart, right? So in one hearing, they're like, she understands what's going on. She can assist in her own defense. She can stand trial. And then literally in the very next hearing, she's like, I'm not going to enter a plea. Now, again, your plea options are no contest, which means that you're not admitting guilt, but you're not claiming innocence, essentially. It's, it's more complicated than that, but that is one of your options. No contest. Guilty. In which case you would be taking a plea bargain of some sort, most likely, and coordinating with the DA for time, or not guilty. I didn't do it. Now, you can enter a plea of not guilty, and that's not considered perjury. You know, like this, we're not at that point in the trial. Almost everyone says not guilty, whether you are guilty or not. <laughs> like that's normal, right? Uh, or no contest. No contest would also probably have a plea deal attached to it, right? Sure. Um, you could also enter an Alfred plea where you're like, I believe I'm I'm innocent, but also, and that's usually for if you've been in prison and you're getting it's a whole thing. Anyway, uh, she okay.
0: I thought the Alfred plea was when you go the butler did it. The butler I, did it. No. I'm um, innocent.
1: The the West Memphis Three uh famously uh put in Alford pleas where they were released, but the case stands and it's it's a questionable practice. I think yeah. they probably should have just been given their innocence, but whatever. Anyway, so she refuses to do any of that. She's just like, "No, I don't recognize this court." I don't and to me either she's playing it up, which may be cuz remember there are some questions about exactly how competent she is mentally because she is angling for things like health and ins- like life insurance money and things like that. Uh, but she also is like no, this court doesn't rule me. So I'm like, I think maybe
0: there's some problems here. I think we've also, we've also ourselves within the series, like you mentioned, talked about at least one specific instance where she knew enough that it would be troubling to share what her delusional world is with right. officials for fear that something bad would happen to her. Right. So like we.
1: Therefore, she did not. Yes. Yeah. yeah.
0: So like we ourselves have seen instances of this happening, um, and we debated over fucking whether or not it what yeah. it meant too. So I don't know. I part of me i'm not i'm I'm not making a joke here. I'm being very serious. I am not a professional at diagnosing people or sure, understanding of course, the law same, but in my personal opinion, it really feels like uh she knows that the things that she did were fucked up and wrong were really fucked up and wrong. and this yeah. feels a lot like somebody trying to ham it up, especially given the timing of like, oh, they're gonna deny me that I'm not. <laughs> uncompetent enough to be well I'm gonna be the most uncompetent I can possibly be
1: right Mm -hmm. yeah yeah I mean we'll get to her sentencing hearing later on sure where I feel like you could make that argument again of like is she hamming it up or is she still that delusional and if she is that delusional she is not well (laughs) and
0: this is not good sure because that's that's another huge possibility here is that again the because we're not experts we could be fucking wrong we could this person could be fucking completely off their rocker and not able to understand what's going on around them
1: yeah so uh from October 2021, six months of appeals and additional hearings go by until March of 2020. Or I'm sorry, a year and six months until March of 2023. That was this year where mm-hmm. courts ruled that Lori and Chad would be tried separately uh, and that hearings will proceed Uh, So that there would be no more delays. The trials are going to happen. But as part of this, Lori's lawyers successfully get the death penalty removed from her case. So it was no longer a possibility for sentencing. Chad still faces the death penalty. Um, Their trial began in April of this year. And on May 12th, 2023, Lori is found guilty of first-degree murder, conspiracy to commit first-degree murder, and grand theft over the deaths of her children Grand theft, I believe, refers to, uh, I believe, some of the vehicles they were using and a few other things. Um, but she was also found guilty of conspiracy to commit first-degree murder in the death of Tammy. So she was convicted in helping to plan Tammy's murder, likely utilizing Alex to do so. Uh, in July of 2023, she sentenced to five life terms without parole in the Idaho case. So basically in the state of Idaho's trial against her. Now, what that means is because Lori is in her, I believe early fifties at this point, she will never leave prison Uh, unless they appeal and get her out. She's in for life because that's, you know, five consecutive life terms because they're not concurrent uh, is almost a hundred years. She will never leave Um, at her sentencing hearing. You are typically given a chance to admit your guilt, apologize. Uh, there will be victim statements read. You get to kind of address them and say sorry is what most people usually do. Um, but instead, at her sentencing hearing, Lori refuses to recant and repeats that JJ and Tylee had to die because they were zombies. Which to me is one, and and again, this could be her angling for I was not mentally competent. Let's on appeal. Let's argue that I wasn't competent, but it is also admitting to doing it. Like yeah. I did it, and it's because they were zombies. So I don't know if she's angling on appeal because she does get appeals. I mean, she will very likely appeal. I don't know how successful it'll be, but uh, that could be it or she is just that unwell now the other thing to consider too is that charles is about to go into his trial so his trial is coming up he still faces the death penalty um so we'll have to see how that turns out and and that's where we end for right now
0: yeah um i have a question that sure. m- might be a little fucked up um is was 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 Lori Vallow using a public defender or did she hire a lawyer? Do we have that information?
1: Uh, no, no. She has a, a an attorney, like a hired okay. attorney. Okay. Um. So... Yeah, I'm I'm sure someone took that case on purpose because it's high profile. Sure. Let me yeah. see. Uh, yeah, no. Chad has a, a real lawyer as well. Um, and they are actively still trying to fight the death yeah. penalty. So well,
0: uh, I I'll say this. Uh, I don't want this to be confused as uh any interpretation on this motherfucker's guilt in this trial. Um, I think the death penalty is bad. I think oh that's same a, same yeah agreed I, yeah I, I, we're not saying here that uh he's an innocent person. We're just saying that no one should be put to death. That's a fucking archaic, awful way to to. Be a society. Um,
1: but... It doesn't make us any better than the people who kill people. Does uh, that make yeah. sense? You know, like 100%. I
0: have,
1: I have, if you really want like more info on why the death penalty just probably shouldn't be a thing anymore, I highly recommend John Oliver's uh, segment on it where he covers both the moral issues, but also tangible financial and legal issues uh, that come up when you think about the death penalty.
0: Yeah. There's also, um, there's I believe this before I watch this I'm not one of these I, let me, okay there's a YouTube video essay by a guy named uh, Jacob Geller who uh, I think it's titled like the the pseudo um, improvements of the death penalty or something mm-hmm. and it basically goes into detail about how every time we find a method of uh, Mm -hmm. enacting the death penalty that's supposed to be more humane it's actually way fucking worse yes
1: and last podcast on the left did an entire episode on the electric chair and the death penalty which goes Mm -hmm. over how it is not better and none of them are more humane and how potentially just firing squat is the most humane yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) but it's it's still super fucked up uh not not a fan i also uh i am a huge fan of the innocence project And the Mm -hmm. amount of people whose cases were overturned once DNA evidence was available makes me really uncomfortable with applying the death penalty because I feel like there is room for error and we shouldn't execute innocent people at all. And there is a potential to do that with our current system so 100%. yeah
0: yeah and i were uh, i know that you agree with this too i also just think we shouldn't kill fucking yeah. guilty people too. let's <laughs> just not bad, kill people yeah <laughs> it's a bad way yeah it's a bad fucking way to be right so right. uh i i really hope that that doesn't happen uh but i hope that justice is served just not without such a fucking barbaric practice but my thought process as fucked up as it is is that I feel like if I had a hired lawyer who was going to actively keep fighting, then that that I lean more towards ploy on the thing of uh, insisting incompetence. But again, it could it, it could just be that this person is truly fucked.
1: I think there is significant evidence to suggest that that both of them have demonstrated. Mm-hmm questionable mental health practices throughout their lives preceding this, right? I Again, I don't want them free. (laughs) Like, I don't want them to not pay for what happened. What they did was still very wrong. People are hurt. People are dead. It's bad. But I do think there are indicators that things were wrong and that either the people around them did not raise alarm or they Mm -hmm. did and nothing, and it just didn't. Work, I mean, because that's the thing, too. It's like at a certain point, you cannot force other people to get help, right? So, like there's that too. And so there are elements of this case that make me question their competency. Um, but then there's other elements that I'm like, you were competent enough to basically hire a hitter, right? yeah, right? yeah
0: that's see that's where it gets fucking. I don't know. I, that's where it gets we're, we're, we're... yeah. We're going in circles, but I think you get what what we mean of just like, God damn, this case is a fucking doozy. Yeah. Uh, but thank you for thank you, Paige, for uh putting together such a comprehensive list of information and timelines uh of this case where like I told you when we first started I was vaguely aware of yes. details of this case. And now uh I've become such an expert vis-a-vis you. Thank you. <laughs> or th- Or via, through you, I don't know, I used the word wrong, doesn't matter. Point is, um, I've learned so much that I've been able to tell other people at work (laughs) about what's been going on. Like, y'all, did you know
1: there was a drive-by? Also, I've been watching a lot of power.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I watched the Blake Griffin motherfucker threaten a child because he didn't sell drugs right or something. (laughs) Um, Yeah truly uh i guess what i'm trying to say is if if cult podcast does anything right it gives you ammunition to ruin any conversation at a party yep ruining (laughs) parties left and right that's really what we try to do Mm -hmm. here so um thank you so much for listening uh i want to say that if you would like to follow me on the internet uh you can. It's very easy. I'm at Mondo Does Stuff. M-A-N-D-O does stuff. All one word. And that's on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Twitch. Um you know what? Fuck it. Parlor 4chan. <laughs> uh <laughs> the right. Truth stuff. social. <laughs> Truth social. Oh my god. <laughs> Uh, and if you like the stupid jokes that I make and you want more, uh, just pure comedy stuff without as, without as many real murders, I'll say, sure, sure. um, you can go to, uh, you can watch the rooster teeth podcast, which is available on roosterteeth.com and also on YouTube at youtube.com slash at roosterteeth podcast. That is the at symbol rooster Teeth podcast, all one word. It's a real fun show. I make it with my friends. We do a bunch of fun stuff. Uh, It is a blast, and I love it, and you will too if you watch it. So go ahead and check those out And uh, for show dates and stuff. check out instagram in october i'm going to be going to new york new york city new york city <laughs> i'm going to uh, the windy city the the city that always sleeps the land going- of
1: 10,000 lakes <laughs> i'm going to
0: I'm going to the land down under yes. New York City mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and I'll, I'll definitely be doing some shows there so go ahead and follow on Instagram again at Mondo does stuff M-A-N-D-O does stuff all one word thank you so much I love you good night goodbye and good luck
1: <laughs> Mwah. hey it's your girl Paige here every week uh, if you like my voice you could listen to Horror Virgin and Romancing the Pod uh, if you want to see Horror Virgin live there are still a handful of tickets because we have the big room at flappers so that we can like pack it the fuck out. Uh, and that is September 24th. You can get tickets on flappers website, but you can also hit up horror virgin social media or my social media. We've got the links posted there every couple days. Uh, so grab those tickets. It's going to be a super fun show. I'm very excited for it. And it's only like two weeks away at this point. Uh, also on the 19th, uh, I will be roast battling Ryan Nesson at the comedy store. Todd and Mikey will be roast battling each other at the comedy what? store. Yeah, bitch. <laughs> oh man, I want to be
0: there for that. <laughs>
1: it's gonna be what? a hot mess. Okay, I need.
0: Uh, now, and, and we'll it, talk about it. We'll talk about but it. I need. I need footage of this. Oh, somehow. I can get you
1: footage. I got you. I got you, fam. Uh, but. Keep in mind that show is pretty much already sold out. Uh, yeah. So your best bet to see Todd and Mikey in LA is the 24th where we still have some tickets available and they have fucking delicious pasta. So
0: the food the yeah. food at Flappers Comedy Club is unironically banging. Yeah, it's really good. It's the kitchen as Let me tell you, as a former kitchen employee at Flapper's Comedy Club at at the at the bad one Well,
1: the Claremont location, the one that didn't have a full kitchen. Yes,
0: that's what I'm saying. Yeah. The one that didn't have a full kitchen. Even that food was pretty. All right. Their
1: paninis were fucking legendary, man. I used to take that gig just to get free dinner. (laughs) I was like, yeah, I'll drive out to your other club. Uh, Uh,
0: yeah the the food there is no joke and also again as a former employee let me tell you what's happening the reason there's still tickets available is because you motherfuckers are making them rearrange the seating chart (laughs) like they are yes. adding back rows and shit for you nerds to go see my friends do a true or not a true a horror movie podcast a horror live. Movie
1: podcast uh, when I checked on ticket sales because like, you know, depending on how many people you have that determines like what room you get or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I initially had been like, I think we need the big room and they're like, we'll see. And then we sold enough tickets that they were like so not only is it the big room (laughs) but but like uh we're still a month out and we're gonna have to move some stuff and i was like yes so it's gonna be fucking packed and it's gonna be a fucking blast and the food's good my sister is coming into town for it and she was like i just need that pasta she's like i love you i want to see the show but also i need that pasta
0: (laughs) yeah i'm gonna go ahead and tell you the pasta fucking slaps an un ironically again the fish and chips is some of the best i've had in la
1: i have heard Mm -hmm. that from a number of people i'm not a fish and chips person i was always i but i used to specifically go for pasta because it used to be a macaroni grill yeah
0: (laughs) yeah yes yeah actually that's a really great point if you've ever wanted to see what comedy looks like in what clearly used to be be a a macaroni macaroni grill. grill (laughs) <laughs> Come to this show.
1: <laughs> great, great wings, delicious cookies, um cheese plate. But they have baked brie. <laughs> Man, fucking love flowers. The food, the
0: food is really good. Again, the people who are doing the food stuff, they do not fuck around. They don't fuck they around. Are really good. So go ahead and go watch that. Hey, yeah. um, uh, uh, oh, I'm sorry. Promote your <laughs> own socials too. <laughs> I almost <laughs> cut you off.
1: It's all good if you want to find that info you can find it at rampage wesley on instagram and tiktok or at page wesley on twitter i love you so much bye uh
0: if you want to follow our show on instagram you can it's at cult podcast
1: or at cult podcast show on twitter
0: I also want to give a special shout out to uh, Colt Podcast Out of Context, which is one of my favorite uh, Twitter accounts that we met the person who runs it at um, RTX. Yes. Which is so cool. That is no x t so N-O-C-O-N-T-X-T, cult Pod on Twitter. Um, you could also look up Colt Podcast Without Context. Uh, let's see the, the, the latest one. This is from eight hours ago. You used to be able to look out your window and see a raccoon staring back at you like a goddamn sleep paralysis demon.
1: (laughs) Some of those things I totally forget I said. And then every once in a while one pops up and I'm like, No, I still stand by.
0: (laughs) Yeah, there's a surprising number of them that I stand by. The other day, I retweeted one uh, that I think was something that I said. Let me see if I can find it really quick. Uh, (laughs) It was, it was, uh, if you can do the blood sign with your hands, you get into heaven. (laughs) Oh man. Just just an absolute blast.
1: I like alcoholic milk is probably the thing that would kill me the fast. (laughs)
0: That's a yep, and I stand by that. It would. As somebody who spent who ate some pizza the other day and spent a lot of time regretting it, uh I stand by it.
1: Or I'm an idiot for money. I get that. (laughs) Uh oh, this one I think was definitely me. If there's chicken wings, I'll take my top off. Let's go. That sounds like something I'd say.
0: The worst part is most of these sound like things that either of us could have said.
1: <laughs> if your birth year starts with an 18, get fucked. I <laughs> terrible
0: I remember people. that because every time we go, somebody was born in the 1800s, both of us go, oh, you poor soul. You oh, poor you son of a bastard. bitch. You and your 20 siblings that lived somehow are so fucked.
1: Oh, um, there's the song about me talking to the dead. It's great. Fa- follow Cult follow Podcast out of context. Without context.
0: It's so fucking good. There's also some for Horror Virgin, and I believe there's one for uh, there's uh, Romancing RTP the Pod. There's RTP as well.
1: Yeah, there's there's a Horror Virgin out of context and Romancing the pot out of context. And those ones, too, every once in a while, they post something. I'm like, when did I say this? And like, I, I should really watch my mouth, I
0: think. Yeah. There's some stuff where like... Uh, I wish this existed for Rooster Teeth Podcast, but I'm kind of glad it didn't, because on the episode that comes out on Monday, there's a whole section where we talked about, hypothetically, in Minecraft, assassinating the president (laughs) and uh, giving specific plans on how to do it. In
1: Minecraft?
0: Well, in Minecraft, quote unquote, to protect ourselves here... Um, it was all a joke. It's it's a big joke, but I think it's really funny because there's a whole section of the podcast where you hear me go, no, I actually agree with you. We should be
1: President of the United States, Joseph
0: Biden. If you
1: be
0: the Mall of America, the Oval Office, Joseph Biden, and then you can take over. And that's a whole... That's a whole part of the podcast, so please Jeez. don't take that out of context or send it to the FBI. I've already been visited too many
1: times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The men in black are going to come get us.
0: Oh, uh, all right. And if you want to send us an email, incriminating or otherwise, you can to show at gmail.com.
1: Or you can follow us on Twitter at cultpodcastshow.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: where can they send stuff to us? If you want to send us incriminating evidence for us to... Mm hide with spousal privilege or bury in a storage container or put in the trunk of a car and park at an airport parking lot and then just leave that car there i'm gonna
0: bury it in the pet cemetery or and bury the it in the pet gonna... cemetery so it can come it's... back <laughs> it comes back different it says you didn't do it actually
1: or if you just want to send me more fiber arts armando i don't know if you saw my instagram but I I went to the <laughs> went to the post office and someone got me and this is a quote <laughs> taken out of context from I believe romancing the pod but we got more fiber art.
0: I believe in the healing power of fiber arts. Yeah. Okay. Are they called fiber arts because you mostly see them in the restroom?
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> 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 uh, although. That does make sense. I think you would call those made a Mm. (laughs)
0: Shut
1: the fuck up. Uh, No, but if you want to send us more fiber art, you can send that to 3756 (laughs) West Avenue 40 Sweet K, number 237. (laughs) Like Like the the Shining. Los Angeles, California, 90065. And I think I'm going to say don't drink vitamin water Mm -hmm. because sometimes they use beets to flavor it and it'll turn your shit red. That happened to me one time. Don't ask questions. Oh. And don't drink the Kool-Aid. Bye. Bye.